Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. We always had pressure from foreign influences, foreign interference from different countries. Back in the beginning of this country, it was Great Britain and France. It's just migrated to countries like China, Russia, Iran, Venezuela, North Korea. And these are all countries that have some play in our election processes, probably for the last decade. We've migrated from people going in and voting by hand, by raising their hands to paper ballots. Now we're into the 21st century and we have these machines. And these machines, what we do know is that the machines are connected to the internet. Our FBI and CISA, the cyber arm of the Department of Homeland Security, they gave out these alerts and they said, hey, Iran is interfering in our election process. The machines are not supposed to be connected to the internet. They're supposed to be free of the internet. Well, if it's connected to the internet, that means that anybody in any country, and I can name some of the countries, so we know China, we know Iran, we know Spain had something to do with it, we know Serbia, we've had Italy come up, we've had Germany come up. This is cyber warfare. This is the Chinese doctrine of unrestricted warfare. And uh, it goes all the way back to the writings of Sun Tzu. The Mike Lindell docu-movie Absolute Proof was seen by 70 million in the first four days and 150 million in the first four weeks. Mike Lindell has absolute proof that the largest cyber crime in world history occurred through absolute interference. Because I have proof, 100% proof that our country was attacked by China, by communism coming in, this foreign interference to our elections through the machines. Dominion, Smartmatic, ESNS, all of them. So every day they're mocking me in the news, they're mocking me on late night TV, it's conspiracy, conspiracy, Mike Lindell's nuts, all these things. Well, we're going to show you all the evidence in this documentary called Absolute Proof. And here we are talking about that right now. From crack addict to mega successful businessman and presidential advisor, his book, which is phenomenal, by the way, it's called What Are the Odds? And his brand new documentary in the Absolute Proof series, it's called Absolute Interference. So we welcome CEO of MyPillow, documentary producer Mike Lindell to stand up for the truth. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Hey, Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. I know you're so busy. We really, really appreciate the time, and I want to thank you for your pillows. We enjoy them, uh, dog beds, and I really like those mini pillows, by the way. Um, the, the small ones, the travel, go-anywhere pillows, those are awesome. And I know a lot of our audience supports you because of your stance. I just want to quote you before we get into the interview. At Liberty University, when you spoke there, you said, the pillow is just a platform. My calling is to speak out the word of Jesus. Mike, um, tell us a little bit about your story. I look at the book cover, and man, you looked like a scary dude before you got saved. So could you please uh, sum up, which you do very well in the book, I love the book, um, how you went from crack addict to sitting next to the president, standing next to him, and now all the the research you are doing to help people understand what happened in last year's election. 
Okay, well, there's a lot there. <laughs> well, how about, how about your testimony? When did you, you were at a low in your life, you were a gambling yeah, addict, a crack addict. So here, you know, my, I, uh, I come from a, in the, as you, when you read the book, I was from a, a family, my parents divorced when I was seven. Now, this is not, not, may not seem significant nowadays, but back then, I was the only kid at seven years old put in, uh, or in, a, in my school, a new school from a broken family. And I felt that manifest, I felt like I didn't fit in. I mean, I can look back now and think how important fatherlessness and, and divorces and stuff in family and, and childhood can play in, in, uh, in a person's life and manifest into addiction. Um, but I, uh, mine manifested into, uh, you know, I went to um, college only for one quarter, dropped out, and uh, it got to be at my five-year reunion, and I was already into I was uh, betting heavy football bets. I'd have the mafia at the door about every other day uh, trying to break my legs to pay for pay for debts on football. And uh, But I got to my five-year reunion, and I had just worked at a drive-in movie theater and a at a grocery store, and everyone had finished their careers, or, or I mean, they had started their careers. I mean, finished college, started careers, started families, and had were. And it bothered me that I wasn't where they were at in in life. But they, uh, I kind of took over that reunion, that that school reunion, and and I told everybody, hey, I I went skydiving, I fell asleep on my motorcycle, crashed it going skydiving, and. And then my parachute shoot didn't open all in the same day. I owe the mafia all this money. They came to break my legs, and I owed them $20,000 back then. That would be like working the rest of my life, it would seem like. Mm-hmm. But they're all, you know, I, they were all just mesmerized at this. But I, And they were all true stories. But I got home that night, laid in bed, and I'll never forget. I, it was so painful because I really wanted what they all had. And, um, and then it got to be... Um, I think my whole book, my one of the things in there is about uh, rejection. I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk to people, even when I owned my bars. I wouldn't talk to people if they were a stranger. They were the only one in the bar with me. I would kind of be over in the corner, going, "I wish they would leave," because I was just like uncomfortable talking to people. Hmm. And I, I, I realized later that was kind of that was probably fear of rejection. You can't get rejected if you don't talk to people, but. Anyway, uh, to make a long story short there, I, I got into cocaine in the early 80s, and I was a very functioning addict. Hmm. Um, there's so many addicts out there that, you know, people think that, oh, addiction is just somebody on the street that's homeless. And I say in the book, you know, addiction affects everyone, no matter how many forks you eat with. Hmm. Um, it's, uh, there's so many functioning addicts out there that, uh, and back then, uh, it was very common, and I think it what is today too. But, but um, that so I was very functional through the through the nineties. Uh, owned a bar. I was always an entrepreneur. But uh, you know that wasn't a real good place for an addict. Well, then then in the early two thousand, it changed to crack cocaine, and and about the same time, I had to sell my bar. I ended up uh, there was a year. I uh, got an idea for my pillow. In 2004, it came to me in a dream, which I believe was a divine dream from God. Wow! And uh, and it said, uh, it said my pillow. Um, I, I was writing my pillow all over the house and these plans. And one of my daughters came upstairs. She's like 10 or 11. She goes, "What are you doing, Dad?" I go, "I'm going to bet this pillow. It's called. It's going to be. It's going to call. It be called my pillow. It's going to change the world." <laughs> and uh, she grabbed her glass of water and she says. That's really random, Dad. Went back downstairs, but <laughs> but uh, 
I had a parallel track then of I it took a year and a half to invent the pillow. I was turned down everywhere, and I'll get right to through that. I lost a twenty year marriage. People people turned down the the pillow. Um, all the box stores did. Incident that's come full circle now. Um, <laughs> but all the box stores turned me down and everything, and and I ended up doing a kiosk, and that kind of failed. And uh, but a guy that had bought a pillow from me that January. Uh, he had, he had, I had only worked the pillow booth a couple times cause I had a hard time talking to people. And, uh, cause I, of course I couldn't be on crack where I was, you know, selling pillows. So I would be straight, but it was kind of out of my skin. And, and, uh, this guy called me, the one guy I had sold someone to and had, that I gave my phone number. He called me in January and said, are you the guy that invented this pillow? I said, yeah. He goes, what well, changed my life? He goes, I run the Minneapolis Home and Garden Show. Would you like a spot there? I said, sure. And when I went to that, when I went to that show, he, uh, um, I set the booth up different so people couldn't come in the booth. And I was very confident that when people come up, and I'll never forget after the first day, I had sold about 20 pillows. They came back the next day. Almost everyone paid to get back in that show that had bought a pillow just to come up and tell me how it had helped them so much. And that made me feel so good about myself. It wasn't about the money. It was about, you know, it was about helping people. So I kind of got hooked on, on, you know, helping people with this pillow. And, and then you fast forward, I did lose, I had so much betrayal and so much things happened, lost a 20 year marriage. They were, my pillow was down to just a, a little blip on the radar in two, by 2008, I had already divorced for 20 years and, and I was downtown Minneapolis and, and uh, that picture you see on the book, that was taken by one of my drug dealers. But what it was, I was three, three dealers. I come out of the, come out of the apartment, um, come out of the bedroom, and they're all three standing there. And uh, I said, "What? Uh, I said, what, what do you? What's going on?" They said, "We're cutting you off." Uh, they kind of controlled the streets, all three of them, and said, "We're cutting you off. You've been up for 14 days." And I said. And, you know, without sleep. And I said, wow. what is this, an intervention? They said, call it whatever you want, Mike. And and two of them left, and one of them went, came, and he sat down, asked how much crack I had left, and he looked, and he finally fell asleep, and I was out of crack, and I was already carpet farming, they call it, and scraping my pipe, and, and he fell asleep, and I headed down to the streets of Minneapolis, 2.30 in the morning for an hour, and I couldn't get crack anywhere. And I came back upstairs, uh, and uh, he was waiting up for me. And here's what he said: He said, "Give me here." He said, "Give me that. Give me your phone. I'm going to take a picture of you." He goes, and he takes that picture, and he goes, "Here, you're going to need that for that book you've been telling us about. You're going to write something." Wow. And here's what. He, and 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 he said, um, "You've been telling us for years, which I did all the time, and my friends." He goes. You've been telling us for years that this my pillow thing is just a platform for God, and you're going to come back someday. And when you quit and help us all out of this addiction world we're in, and uh, two of them guys work for me now. They're born again Christians, and uh, and then we have the Lindell Recovery Network dot org set up, and it's helping millions of addicts. So that's pretty cool. Oh, Mike, would but you to, please? Uh, but to, Please share a little bit more about the Lindell Recovery Network. I just think that's amazing what you're doing to help so many people. Yeah, and what that is, is you guys, when I fast forward, the one thing in there that I left out in, in, in December, I quit everything. Uh, I didn't quit when they did that intervention. Later that year, in December, 
it was December of 08. I didn't have anything left, uh, you know, for possessions or anything for physical things. And I'm out in the woods, living in this house and staring at the ceiling. And my friend came, Dick Van Sloan, and he, he was my equal. We had, we had both done cocaine, started cocaine in the early 80s, both switched to crack, both functioning addicts. But the difference was, is I heard he had quit four years earlier and found the Lord. Hmm. And he showed up out of the blue. I hadn't seen him in four years. And he, I go, Dick, what are you doing here? He goes, the Lord led me here. He goes, what's going on? And I said, well, as long as you're here, I said, I got, a lot, I got some questions for you. I said, Dick, is it boring? He said, no, man, it ain't boring. And we talked for two hours. And let me hmm. tell you there, I call him my hope match because he was my equal. He gave me hope that I, too, could get through it because... We were so we are the same drug, same age, same. There were so many similarities where that addicts can relate to other addicts. Where it's really hard in like a secular treatment center where where you have someone that went to college to be a counselor, and you're going, I forgot. You know, addicts have forgotten more about addiction than they'll ever know. Hmm. Um, you can't teach. You can't teach that. You can show hope, and that's what Dick showed me. And. About a month later, I, I prayed to God that night. I said, God, I want to wake up in the morning and never have the desire again. And uh, and I knew that the pillow was just a platform for a much bigger thing. And I knew the next day my calling would be gone, the way I put it in the book. It wasn't that I didn't know where my path would lead me, the path I was on. Mm. I, but I knew my calling, what God had called me to, would be gone. Wow. So now I'm going to fast forward. I did wake up the next day, and I've never had I've never had the... Uh, um, the desire again, which was a miracle. That is. But everybody see me. But everybody see me wearing my cross and everything on TV, and it's going to surprise everybody. I didn't get saved until February eighteenth, two thousand seventeen, and this was a. It was a. It was a retreat called Operation Restore Warrior. Even though I'm not a veteran, um, but I got there, and it was very similar to a lot of the faith-based treatment centers. What they do there, to. Um, um, to restore your heart and and uh but i did a full surrender there and at, when i left there you know i was able to speak out for jesus like i do it like i did a pillow and it changed everything uh, it was like everything lifted i can go out with no fear and everything but what i want to say there that those components there and and these other things that i learned in this faith in this other faith-based treatment plus my own experience that's what I set up at the Lindell Recovery Network. You're going to go there. It's free. It's online. You know, anyone in addiction, you go to LindellRecoveryNetwork.org. I believe it's the best online help ever. Mm. Um, you're going to see. Uh, you're going to see what I went through. Um, um, the course I went through, but uh, there's also um, um, another. There's just a lot of resources there for the uh, and plus the course. Then there's also if you, I've vetted over 3,000 treatment centers that actually work in this country, mm. and that took about two years to vet. Um, Amazing. And um, and so we, so it's a great resource for people, and uh, and people trust. And what you're going to see when you first get there, you're going to see if you put in your age and your addiction, you're going to see all your hope matches. There's be hundreds of of these. You're, so if you put in, I'm 22 years old and I'm um, um, a heroin addict. You're going to see all this come up. Uh, I'm 35 years old. I'm a meth addict. Um, 20 or 40 years old, alcoholic. Whatever it is, you're going to see other people that have made it through, and they're not going to be stories like somebody's story because 
the stories and addicts, it's hard for a story to relate, an addict to relate to the typical stories to suck you into secular treatment. Like, oh, you know, I, um, I did this, I rolled a car and I did, and I, boy, that was my bottom and blah, blah, blah. I spent all my money and all this stuff. An addict can't relate to that because an addict would think I'm either worse than them or not as bad as them. Mm. But what they can relate to is the commonality of the drug and the commonality of, of uh, uh, maybe the same age, the same, you know, um, a veteran and be, you know, a veteran and a veteran. I mean, you know, just this, you know, that they, it kind of shows if this person can make it through, I can. It's kind of like my whole platform. I can, a lot of addicts can relate to where I'm at going, wow, it gives them hope. Because, wow, he did it with this horrible crack cocaine, and look where he's at. I'll give an example. When I showed up at the White House, the first time I was ever in the White House, uh, just a miracle. And I'm walking in there. It's surreal. I look around and go, wow, I didn't think with my past I could ever step within 10 feet of the White House, much less walk into it. Uh And I get in there, and there's 12 12 chairs, and there's nobody in the chair left to me. There's no name tag. I said, who's sitting here? He said, the president is. I go, wow, well. I went live on national TV, and all my friends are going, what is this crackhead sitting next to the president? <laughs> Jesus is real, because there's no way this is possible without without God. Amen. Amen. Hey, Mike, let's move on here. I, I do want to mention before we get into the documentary that the foreword to your book is written by Dr. Ben Carson. Some of the people you've met, you've got an incredible story. I looked at the photos page of your website. It's just amazing. Yeah. But um, it, by the way, I want to encourage people. We, my wife and I, laughed out loud over the weekend, literally for about ten minutes after reading your story about Prince, about meeting Prince and not knowing who he was. <laughs> we laughed out loud. I had to read it again, going back to that bar in Florida where you did karaoke to one of Prince's yeah. songs. We literally laughed out loud. So I just I, we can't get into it now, but it's one of the funniest stories in the book. But Mike, now yeah. t- to the election last year. We, we all know what happened. Most of our listeners are very well-informed and frustrated. They're thankful for Frank's speech, your new platform. But I want to go back to the election and your investigation of it. It, it seemed so frustrating for people. It, when you came out with absolute proof, with a lot of this evidence, immediately was pulled from Vimeo, YouTube, and no yep. media outlets were calling you. But leading up to that, you were in touch with all these media outlets. You, you were sharing about that in the video. So tell us yep. about absolute proof. We, we want to get in, a little bit into that, and then we're going to actually get to yep. the voting machines. And we want to, the big controversy is whether they were connected to the Internet or not. So please share with us about absolute proof, Mike. Okay, well, yeah, absolute proof is, is, is going to, I, I explained the miracles of what's happened so far, and and uh, I can even expand on that a little bit. If everybody see me, I was just on Jimmy Kimmel, and if every I don't know, did you see that? Any, I, I, I I heard a lot about it. My question to you would be, right, what right. were you thinking? <laughs> well, that was that, that was probably when we did Frank, and uh, and then that we went back and forth, and Jimmy said he would have me on. I knew right away that was a miracle. Wow, that was. <laughs> such a miracle because we reached out what i what happened on that show he asked me one question he said would you be doing what you're doing if if it was reversed if donald trump had won and i said well i said let me tell you the answer if knowing what i have now that came after january 9th 
if they if Donald Trump would have got put in on December 14th, which of course he won, even if you take the dead people out and all the the non-voter or the non-residents, uh, um, all the people that couldn't vote, he wins the states. And I said, if that happened, and I knew now what I had now, I would for sure be just as concerned. I would be going, shouting out to the world because if we the machines, China hacked them, stole this election. And it's and it, it doesn't matter who the president is. The big the big gorilla in the room is the machines. It's to take over everything, including other countries. And uh, so what I say in absolute proof is, right on November fourth, I look at deviations every single day with my pillow. That's my. I mean, I, I can tell you if a radio station is off by this much, I find out why. If it, you know, if they normally do two thousand and they did three thousand. I will dig into that so I find the answer no matter what. Because you have to have a different input to get a different output. Something a variable had to happen. Well, on election night, um, the first miracle is the mach- that everything um, that broke the algorithms at 11.15. Every, all the states had to react at 3 in the morning and stop counting yep. because Donald Trump was going to win anyway. He was going to win in spite of all the stealing and of all of everything. Yeah. But if that would have happened, everybody, if if that wouldn't have happened, we would have all went. If they would have predicted right, we would have all went to bed at three in the morning. Every state would have been counted. Biden would have won, and we would have said, "Better luck next time." So I want to tell you that's the first miracle. Second miracle is all the, and I say this in absolute proof, every state. Has what I call organic cheating. Dead people voted. Yep. Non-residents voted. Uh, people that were minors voted. Well, if people would have done their job, the legislatures and and if the secretary of states and governors that were a lot of them crooked that did what they did, if all that if judges would have even looked at cases then, but they didn't. But if they would have, everybody, it would have been terrible if they would have took and put Donald Trump in because we would have never known about these machines and what's and what really happened this this a massive massive the biggest crime in history and fascinating so I consider that a miracle yes I consider that a miracle and then and then getting the getting the evidence that starting on January 9th what I have now all the evidence we have now, we have in absolute interference, the new one, mm-hmm. we showed just 19 of these attacks that have been validated by white hat hackers that work for the government. These guys protect our country. So these guys validate cyber attacks in our country. They validate them. They, they plug. They stop the bleeding. They, they, they do something to prevent them then. They find the perpetrator. They do everything. And these guys have validated just 19 of them because I wanted to take 19 that affected the five swing states, that those 19 attacks flip all five of them to Donald Trump. Wow. So Incredible. So, and then what we're doing now is just so everybody knows, so you have absolute proof, you have scientific proof, which is a whole other wing of this, then you have absolute interference. You watch them, everyone goes, well, yes, you're getting the word out, getting the word out, but... That's what Frank's all about. We're dumping this evidence, and you're going to see some big things happening this week nationally that we're that we're doing. Um, we're dumping this week, and we're going to be dumping evidence. And we have three paths to get this election pulled down. One's a coal warranto that's going right to the Supreme Court, and everyone in this country. The best thing you can do is keep spreading this 
uh, evidence. You can go to Lindell TV. All three, all three of them are on Lindell TV. Also, they're on Frank. You can sit, but you can go to Lindell TV and pull the pull these uh, document documentaries right off there and share them with everybody you know. Tell your friends to watch them. Go um, email them to people. Text them to people. Everything you can do because when we get to the Supreme Court in about four to six weeks. When we get to their front door, everybody will have already seen all this evidence and all this other thing that dropped. I, I believe they're going to p- pull it in and they're going to say 9 nothing because this was an attack by China. This is not a Democrat or Republican thing. Exactly. This is, they just happened to use the Democrat Party. The Democrats warned of this. They warned us for the last three years. Not the Republicans. The Democrats warned us in kill chain. They warned us in all this. Just three weeks ago, Adam Schiff and Chris Krabs, who said it was the safest or the most secure election ever, three weeks ago on Morning Joe or two weeks ago, he said, what's the biggest threat to the United States right now? He said, a cyber attack by China, right down to the local level elections. And I'm going, what, did you copy my stuff, you guys? Of course, that's what, the you know, I, I couldn't believe it. But uh it, so doing this, and then there's two other pathways too. One of them is through the, and not the other one's through the court, uh, Supreme Court, and the other one involves the states. And so we have a very good plan, and uh, and um, and we have the evidence. So I want everybody to know. If I sat here and I'm out there doing, going on Jimmy Kimmel and doing all these things, it was easy for me to go on Jimmy Kimmel. Why? Because I I can only tell the truth. If I didn't have the evidence, yes, or you know. Um, you know, he said, do you believe in the lockdown or the uh, um, um, Obama? Oh, what did he say? Uh, um, I can't. Or do you believe in Bigfoot? And I go, well, I don't unless I would see one and I would know it was real. <laughs> evidence. <laughs> evidence. Hey, hey, Mike, tell us about uh, one, yeah. one, one thing. We played a clip at the very beginning of this podcast of former National Security Advisor General Michael Flynn. And he said something about the voting machines being connected to the Internet. Well, that's something that the left always tries to refute. They say, no, they're not all connected. Can you explain and and clear up that confusion? Every one of them was. Every single one. Not some, not all of them. All of them. Of course we have 100% proof. Nobody, the left hasn't, everyone's got to realize this has never went before any judge except for Antrim County, Michigan, which is going to be all over the news again this week. Uh, that brief's getting turned in right now. I've been on the phone with lawyers all weekend, and that that and then that's the only time. And if they found all, they found it linked to China. They were online, and uh, we've got all of Georgia's. If you watch Absolute uh, Interference, we show all they were all online there. You know what they used in Georgia? They used these. They gave all the poll people the poll managers cell phones and said they had to turn on the the Wi-Fi on them and that's how they that's how the machines worked off the uh, off the internet there I mean there's uh, the, yes they're hundred percent that Dominion even tells you in smart bank they tell you in their mail here's how you turn them on the internet of course they have to transfer the stuff everybody doesn't realize how do you think the data gets from there to the county board, to the secretary of state's office. Exactly. They are 100% lying. That's they, right. You can't just, uh, you have to turn them on the internet. I mean, that's why there can never, I want everybody to listen to this. When they, when this manifests out to this great place we're going to get at, and, and uh, we have our president back in August is what I'm predicting. Um, and wow. but when this gets out there, one of the things that has to change 
is there can be no machines ever. Not sometime in saying they're secure. Hmm. No machine is secure, i.e. computer. Because let me tell you, if, if right now, the, the age that we're in with the, with the, with computers, I have my pillow. Um, we get tried, we're hacked. Just look at Frank, Frank speech. We're hacked, attacked every day. Mm-hmm. And twice they've made it through where they make it through. You got to stop. You got to patch it, whatever. And, and what if the one day on the election that the bad guys are smarter than the good guys or that their technology on that particular day is better? You can never have machines. All the, all the, in, in history, you can't have them anymore, ever, because the, uh, you have to go back to uh, one paper, just like they do for the recalls, where you have to have, here's one piece of paper, uh, this size, and this print, and one person, one vote, it's got to be validated, and that's it. You do, maybe you do like Iraq, where it's a purple thumb, but you know what? You can never use machines. We didn't have them prior to the computers and the Internet. That's right. We certainly don't. We can't have them now. And that, and that's why the whole world is watching. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a history of the. We're going to do a history of the machines going back to Venezuela, where they started in 2004, and uh, with Smartmatic, we have the whole timeline: what countries they've ruined, what countries they've taken from the Philippines to Venezuela, that they attacked the Philippines, all these, and the timeline, how they split. You realize it's not just Dominion. It's Smartmatic is the mothership. There's Heart. There's Diabol. There's ES and S. They're all the same. They're all cousins. They're all from the same um, people. So frankspeech.com is your new platform. Of course, your website, michaeljlindell.com. Mike, you have a lawsuit with Dominion because they sued you and you turn around and sued them. What's the status of that? No, okay, let's, I gotta make, gotta make that part clear. The, uh, um, the, um, now they Dominion not only sued me, but they sued my pillow, and they sued my pillow, and my pillow had nothing to do with it. I've always kept them separate. My pillow advertised on every station from CNN to Fox to MSNBC, and I've never boycotted anything because of what one or the other did. And but Dominion not only were part of the biggest crime in history, but also they they decided to pick on a company that has 2,500 employees Hmm. that all rely on, you know, have families. And uh, so they attacked them and and went after them. So what we did there with that, with MyPillow, uh, those lawyers that were hired there, including Alan Dershowitz, who is an advisor to the lawyers, he was hired because he said what we did is we, we, we went after them to drop their lawsuit, which was frivolous. But then we went on, we did, it's not a countersuit, it's an actual lawsuit of what they've done that hasn't been done in our country since 1798, Alan said, where they use these lawyers and threats against newspapers to not talk about whatever the the issue was back then or whatever they were, whatever went on. So they changed the law in 1800, so this would never happen again. But guess what? It's happening right now in 2020, 2021, where Dominion used threats over almost 200 of them now, threats of lawsuits, real lawsuits or other kind of threats to um, so that news channels, so nobody would talk about it or you'd get canceled out. That's why Alan said this will be the most important case in history Mm. for our First Amendment rights of free speech. That's already filed. 
and you can go to Frank's speech we're putting up. We, we went through it line by line in the in the lawsuit that my pillow has against Dominion. That's for one point six billion, I believe, and and uh, and any of that money is going right to uh, right to help people. Wow. Um, they uh, it's not about the money. This is about to save our country. That's right. Right now, our free speech. When you can't talk about machines, vaccines, or borders, amen. Um, even the Democrats, even my friends that are Democrats, are seeing. This isn't what we voted for. What is this? I said, it's communism. If That's you went right. to college in this country and you thought socialism was just being social with your friend, <laughs> now you better think again, and they're waking up. Everybody's waking up going, what is this? Well, they, they China took our election, and uh, the CCP came in and used the Democrat Party. That's what's in power right now. That's right, and the globalists. Uh, Mike, I know they're afraid of you. That's why they're attacking you viciously, just like they did Reagan, just like they did Sarah Palin, just like they did President Trump. You are a threat because of the truth, because of the evidence. And we, I want to encourage our listeners, when we come back, we're going to be praying for you. And uh, I just wanted to ask you, uh, what advice could you give the people that are listening, Christians that are listening, that have been so discouraged by the election process and so shocked that this happened last year, and they feel almost helpless? We're going to get them to share as much as they can from frank speech and absolute interference. But what else could you say, Mike Lindell, that would encourage them right now? I would tell everyone out there, just, you, you know, we're, we're inside this big movie. God's got his hand in all of this. And Amen. I want everyone to think, what if we didn't have all the stuff we have now? We have all the evidence. I mean, we have the truth's all going to come out, and we're going to get through this. This is, a, this is an amazing time in history hmm. to be alive because we're part of this. We're, this is going to change history forever. All these things, the way God's got it planned here, when we get when we get into the future to this beautiful place we're going to be, we're going to look back and say, "Wow, all this had to happen in order to get to that place." And that where is that place? Well, that place is this. All right, I believe it's going to be the greatest uniting of a country ever, hmm. and it will be, we will be in the biggest revival for Jesus in history because. People don't look for hope unless things are going bad, and they're, you know, they're hopeless. And then they turn that hope, and that hope is Jesus. Amen. So everybody out there, continue to pray. But yes. this is not the time to live in fear. I want everyone out there, I'm telling you, you've got to have one fear, fear of the Lord. Get in the Word, get proactive in prayer, and, and you need to spread this evidence. You need to go spread the evidence. that as, I can't say that enough. Get the word out. They've tried. Why do you think that they, when they do this takeover, why do you think they're trying to take away our First Amendment? It's not just social media. Your your Suckabucks and your or Dorseys and them canceling us out. Mm -hmm. It's all the mainstream media, and they and they do it. For, they do it by two things. One is they report stuff that they put out their own narrative. But yet they also don't report the stuff that's important, that, that and they do that on purpose. I mean, right after, uh, I'll give you a good example. In December, all of a sudden they were all talking about Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah. I got on TV, I said, who, I said, who cares about Hunter Biden's laptop? Our election was taken. You should have thought about Hunter Biden before the election. They did that on purpose. These guys are marketers, everybody. Yep. They're marketers, and, they're, and they were winning. They were winning bigly, but now it's over for them, and everyone's got to get involved. Churches, everyone's got to speak out and just tell, hey, this election was taken by China. 
These machines were hacked, and that's the truth. And then other things speak out about those vaccines. We don't know anything about them. They're FDA. They're, you know, if you don't want to take it, don't take it. Don't let them do these things where, oh, you've got to take them if you're a nurse. You've got to take them in school. They're trying to do this in Israel. It's horrible. Yes. This is, this is probably the worst thing. Someone wants to take a vaccine, good for them, Special K, but I'm not taking it. And you should not worry about me if you're taking it. There's so much corruption that went into them vaccines and all the things out there that are that actually do work have been suppressed. Mike Lindell, thank you for speaking the truth. Uh, we will pray for you in Jesus' name, ask for God's protection over you and continued success. And by the way, thank you also for your pro-life stance. I know you had a hand in funding the movie Unplanned, and you even had that cameo at the end. We, we thank you for what you're doing. God is using you. You've got a platform, and we are just honored to have you on Stand Up For The Truth today. We'll be sharing whatever you put out there, Mike, and encourage our listeners to do the same. God bless you, and thank you so much for your time today. Yep, God bless. Thank you all. Thanks, Keep Mike. Faith. We got this. We all got right. this. God is sovereign. God bless you. Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow, documentary producer, and you've got to check out Absolute Interference, and that is on frankspeech.com, his new social media platform. It's there. Plus his book, What Are the Odds? Laugh out loud at some of his story, man. Before he became a Christian, he went through some crazy stuff that is just the stuff of movies in Hollywood, but a great testimony. So we're appreciative of Mike. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, skillet frontman John Cooper condemns woke ideology that's wrecking Christianity and a whole lot more when we come back in just a minute on Stand Up For The Truth. Keep it right here. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. We may or may not get to that article I teased about John, John Cooper, uh, the skillet frontman who condemns woke ideology that he says is wrecking Christianity. Maybe we'll do that uh, tomorrow. Maybe we'll still have time, but I wanted to bring Crash in on the conversation. Um, our production, uh, not production, um, program director, PD. But first, before we do that, because I, I want to talk about some things about Mike Lindell. So many people don't know about him. That's why we wanted him to share his testimony of becoming a born-again. God miraculously intervened in his life. He was in so many near-death experiences, with whether it's down in Florida or Mexico, with three gang members around him ready to kill him, one time with a machete against his throat. Just unbelievable stuff that God saved him from. And I do want to mention something that we didn't talk about was CNN and others doing their documentary on voter fraud leading up to the 2020 election. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but first, I, I just really want to pray for him. Uh, Father in heaven, thank you so much for allowing us to uh, speak with Mike Lindell today. We pray that you would continue to protect him in Jesus' name. We pray that he would continue to use his platform to expose the darkness, to promote the truth, to glorify your name, because that's what he wants to do in his own words. He knows that his pillow and his company is a platform for the truth and to glorify Jesus. So God honor the desires of his heart. We pray that he seeks after you and continues to be used to expose the truth and get more information out there so people can understand what's really going on in our country. It's shocking how naive and ignorant some people are, but Father, help Mike and others wake them up to the truth. I pray for success and 
and your protection of his new frankspeech.com, his platform, plus his new documentary. We pray in Jesus' name against censorship. We know it's going to happen. It's coming at all of us. But, Father, just uh, we lift him up to you right now. We ask that you bless his health and uh, just bless his life, spirit, soul, and body, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Crash, right back when Absolute Proof came out, you had a feeling that big tech was going to censor it. It was pulled immediately from Vimeo, and YouTube took it down. And what you did, we've got a Rumble page here. Mm -hmm. You copied the video and loaded it on the Q90 uh, rumble. Tell us about what happened. And it got 3.6 million views, and you saved it from them for well, them. I follow him on social media, and that night, or was it the night or the night, he said, tomorrow we're going to be releasing a documentary, and three miracles are going to happen from that. And I was watching that, and I'm going. They're going to pull this down. Every one of these <laughs> networks, Fox, Newsmax, everybody was pulling, uh, backing out of what Mike Lindell was trying to do. Mm. I was really surprised when Newsmax did it. Yeah. But uh, all of the major networks were ignoring him. So I said, I can't believe that he's going to put this on YouTube and uh, Vimeo. So sure enough, when it was released about 6 a.m., the first thing I did was I downloaded it from Vimeo. I just, I didn't even watch it. I downloaded it on my local machine. It was like, 80 gigs, I was praying, please don't <laughs> shut it down don't, before I can get it downloaded. Don't overload, yeah. I finally got it, and uh, we have a Rumble page. It's CTRN Online. What does CTRN stand for? Uh, Christian Truth Radio Network. CTRN Online on Rumble, and I put it, I had some other stuff that, uh, uh, other vi videos on there, but it's going to be one of our platforms also for Stand Up For The Truth going to be making videos when Travis comes back in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, yes. But I put it on there and uh, sent it to Caitlin, who is Mike Lindell's media lady. I said, I just want to let you know, if it comes down, here it is, because Rumble won't take it off. She said, that's very nice. Thank you. <laughs> they took it off. Yep. Then YouTube took it off. So I went to Mike Lindell's Mike Lindell TV, nothing. It's dead. So I wrote, oh, so the video is there, but it said dead. cannot be yeah, it cannot displayed view or whatever. It. So I contacted uh, Caitlin and I said, "Here is the the URL again. Put it on Mike Lindell TV," and they did. They put our Rumble post on there. Then they put it on their server. And their server took it off. Wow, that's right. Even their server, server took it off. So for three days, our CTRN online rumble post was on there. And we got, to this date, 3.6 million views. That's just ours. That's just ours. They yeah. guess somewhere around 30 million people have already seen it since February 6th. And that's, that's his first documentary, Absolute Proof. And I encourage you guys to watch it. I know you might, at this point, maybe you're recovered from election and fraud fatigue. But it's important. If there is truth and evidence in that documentary... Do not avoid it because it's just too much right now and people have moved on. Well, people have moved on because there was a Marxist coup on our country last year. You know that if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time. So, um, and like General Michael Flynn said, it's been viewed by millions and millions of people. Now the new one is called Absolute Interference. I watched it over the weekend. 
He's got mathematicians on there. He's got voting experts. He's got historians. He's got other people that have spoken into this, military people that look at this and go, this is an attack on America, foreign and domestic, by enemies of America. They mentioned China, Iran. Um, India. They, they mentioned India. They mentioned, in fact, Russia wasn't even one of the top. Right, right. But anyway, they mentioned all this interference. They showed the traffic, the Internet traffic that, that was coming to the United States during the election, which is fascinating. So they did hack into these systems, these machines. Um, now we've got in our some of where I voted, there are they're not connected to the internet, but it is a machine that you insert your ballot into. You it's you, a scanner. Yeah, it's a scanner. You write on the ballot, you vote, you you mark it off with your pencil or pen, and then you insert it into a scanner. But that is not connected to the internet. But to tabulate the votes, they've got to connect all these scanners to an internet system, and that's how they they hacked them. So. Leading up to the 2020 election, and this is in absolute interference, CNN, they had a pro, CNN tech or something, they did a documentary. Some big, uh, was it ABC or CBS News? Somebody else did a documentary. PBS doing, also did one. They were doing these documentaries or, or programs about the vulnerability of the American election system because of the voting machines. And they, they were easily hacked. CNN was proving it. They went to this hackers conference or whatever, these, high, these techie guys that were sitting around going, and how long would it take for them to hack into a system, the voting system? And they did it in, like, in less than an hour. So on election night, they could have easily got in. Understand what I just said. Progressive liberal Democrat media outlets were warning before the 2020 election about the ease with which people could hack into the system. They were warning. Since the election, there has been crickets, silence by the hypocritical media. Why do you think that is? Now, I'm not saying it was the Democrats that hacked the system, but let's just say it was the globalists. Let's just say it was the UN. Let's just say it was China and Iran and these other countries. My question then is, why is there no resistance or no pushback from Democrats or very few people on the left seem to be saying, oh, this, this is a problem if foreign enemies are accessing and changing our elections? This is a problem. Why the silence from the Democrat Party? That is my question, and I think you know the answer to that. Crash, uh, it really was fascinating that, that these outlets all did this and they were building up. Why? Because they were expecting what would have happened, Donald Trump right. to win in a landslide. Right. And then they were going to say, well, it's because the system was right. hacked. Right, But exactly. because that didn't happen, and here we are today. Any thoughts on what I just shared about how it's interesting that they were doing all this research before the election and now silence? I'm glad you didn't bring up the fake media with Mike Lindell. Then you would have triggered him and he we would have been, been on, on. We would have been on for an hour and we would have. And we, <laughs> promised, we promised we'd only use him for 35 minutes. Uh, yeah, Caitlin uh, set that 30 up. 30 minutes. Yep. So, again, what it is is they were preparing America for a Trump win. Yeah. Because obviously they were doing it with Hillary Clinton. Imagine her shock when they didn't do the math right. They didn't think Trump would win that big, so they weren't prepared. Yeah. Why did they? I'm still wondering who made the call to shut down the voting system at 3 a.m. Of the swing states. Somebody yeah. 
made a phone yep. call, and all of them stopped. Yes. Somebody Who did had that? To, it's interesting that, that that had to happen. Um, it, now, that was a um, human direction. That was it not, had it, to be. It wasn't a machine because they – yeah, here's what happened. A lot of people speculate that, that mathematicians and others who are paying attention to what the leading up to the election and what happened on election night up until midnight, a lot of people were speculating that Donald Trump was going to win the election by a landslide, meaning he was going to get approximately close to 80 million votes. Some people still say he got that. That's that remains to be seen. That apparently there's proof for that from what Mike Lindell says. So. It, with that going on, they're thinking, okay, well, this is just this is just going to be decided. We'll, we'll wake up in the morning and know. So, at whatever time in the morning, those wee hours of the morning, the day after the election, election night, someone had to make the call. We don't know who that is. I don't know if we'll ever find out. But the fact is, friends, I know, especially in December and January of this year. You've got election fatigue and voter fraud fatigue. You're tired of hearing about it because the media had moved on. Clearly, they declared Joe Biden the winner because they they not only voted for him, they they campaigned for him for six months. The media, the news organizations in America campaigned for Joe Biden, donated to his. So did social campaign. media. Yes. And you can look at it. It's it, this is verifiable. 100 to one campaign donations to the Democrats, Joe Biden and others, 100 to one 100, you know, that's the ratio of campaign donations from the mainstream Democrat media and from big tech. 100 to 1, they donate to Democrats. So that being said, we know there are massive problems. I think now is the time with Mike Lindell coming up with this new documentary with all this work, and it's called Absolute Interference. It is on frankspeech.com, Frank Speech. Dot com and I think is also on his uh, other website. Michael, Mike Lindell, Michael uh, J. Uh, rather LindellTV.com. LindellTV, yes. So you can find it online. I encourage you to watch it. Get through it. It's it's scientific proof that 2020 w- the election was the biggest cyber crime in world history. Now let's go back and review. Even before the internet, there was voter fraud. There was elections. There, there were people that were getting dead people to vote, registering people. They showed an absolute interference, what, something, a graph that was fascinating. They just, for example, in Ohio, they showed this graph going up to, because of age from young people, teenagers, um, you know, our generation, then to the elderly. How many of them were registered to vote? So they said, here's the population, and you can see this graph, right, in this documentary. And then they said, now how many in the population in Ohio were registered to vote? And listen to me, it was almost identical, the second graph. What does that mean? That means almost 100% of residents in, in Ohio, I think they were doing it county by county, they're all registered to vote? Even teenagers, even minors, uh, everybody's registered to vote. Christians, non-Christians, atheists, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, they're all registered. That's not true. That's fake. That's wrong. There's something wrong with that. That's corrupt because they're not, you cannot possibly have almost the entire population of any county in America registered to vote and then voting. Why did they do that? They had to manipulate the system to register voters so that when they needed it, they could go in and say, okay, these, they can figure out who hasn't voted yet on election night. They can grab all those votes and put them in the Biden 
Democrat column. Do you remember on Facebook where Facebook was bothering you almost every day? Have you registered yet? Just check yes or no. Just We need to know if you registered yeah. yet. And as soon as you say yes or no, then when you say no, then, of course, that's when you're a target of, mm-hmm. well, let us register for you. And a few clicks, just a few clicks. So, folks, a lot of folks, young people, whoever was on social media was, quote, unquote, registering on Facebook. And but they, uh, yes, another story here, Crash, is um, there now they've studied this. There's proof of this. I mean, even Brent Bozell, Media Research Center, and others have talked about this, but they did a study on Google and search engines leading up to the election, the weeks leading up to the election. Google, by the way, whenever Hollywood, the left, Google Big Tech put out voting reminders. Who are they trying to attract? They're trying to attract their audience, mainly liberals, progressives, Democrats, people who do not uphold the the biblical Christian worldview. They're trying to get those, especially the millennials, especially young people, out to vote because they know chances are they will vote Democrat. So Google was sending out—they know by your social media— most of us, they know whether we are Democrat, Republican, Independent, Conservative. They know. They know, okay? They were sending out voting reminders only to liberals and Democrats. That study has been done scientifically. The research has been done. I read about that in one of the chapters in my book on the big tech media conglomerate. Um, the one party big tech media conglomerate. So in all the swing states, they did this study because none of the people that were in the study and none of us got voting reminders until they exposed this corruption and this fraud. And then Google started sending out voting reminders to everybody. But until they were exposed, they were only sending voting reminders out to the left, to liberals, to progressives, to Democrats, to those they thought could serve their purposes. So much more that we could talk about, but we ran out of time. But we will please share this uh, podcast, uh, this interview with Mike Lindell. It's very important that not only that this information gets out there, but his testimony, because not a lot of people know he's a born-again Christian, and, and he does so much good work for the kingdom and is so generous, and we won't even uh, get into detail on that. But pray for him because the enemy hates him, and so does the left, and they're going to come against him with all they can. When we come back, we're going to let you know who our guests are the rest of this week. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now, we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. Tomorrow, we have a brand new guest, Jay Santiago. On Wednesday, brand new guest, Doreen Virtue, former famous New Ager, Thursday, Dr. Andy Woods, Friday, apologist and author Natasha Crane, Matt Truella, William Cook, Rick Scarborough, General William Boykin, and Todd Friel next week. Now, I want to direct you to our resource page, standardforthetruth.com. Upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says resources. That will take you to, it's well over 150 now, alphabetical order, resources that you can trust where you can get real news, the biblical worldview, a lot of great Christians, pastors, nonprofits, and information that you can get news sources. So that's standardforthetruth.com, upper left, it says podcast, listen, upcoming, and resources. And share this podcast when they find out what we talked about on this podcast with Mike Lindell. 
They are going to try to censor it. It will be banned on social media. We're going to be careful how to put the titles up there when you share the posts. Thank you guys so much for your support and your prayers. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.